天国を追い出された天使は悪魔になるしかないんだそうだろうスパイ What's up, everyone? Welcome back to DevAtaku. Today we're talking about episode 11. I'm Jay. I'm Kira. And I'm Jamie.、Uh, Jamie, that's Jamie.、Uh, he was a little、uh, robotic, but you may, not have picked, you may have picked that up in his local. But... I am a robot. <laughs> <laughs> 11 episodes in, and they haven't realized. <laughs> <Sorry> . But yeah, this, this is the show where three developers talk about the anime that they are digging on, which is. Cowboy Bebop. And when I say digging on, I mean they're just watching it.、Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to become more and more depressed about the series because <laughs> the filler is just.、Uh, you ever had a donut that had too much filling in it? Like that, that's how I feel like this is like it could be really good, but there's just way too much filler. And I, I need us to get back to the, to the lesson at hand and, and just continue the story and you know, get on with it. <laughs> so, episode 11, did everyone just die? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what happened? So, confession, right? I had heard about Cowboy Bebop before, and I was trying to figure out like, why I potentially, like, some of this stuff looked familiar. This is the episode that I watched once upon a time, and I decided that it was not worth watching the series. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so, like, I watched it and I was like, man, this seems so familiar. And then things started happening, and I was like, that's right, I deemed this stupid, and this is why I stopped <laughs> watching. <laughs> this episode just, it was weird. That is weird. See, whereas, like, this would be on a, this episode for me would be on a, a short list of、um, episodes to introduce people to. So I wouldn't, like, if I was introducing someone to Cowboy Bebop, I wouldn't make them watch the episodes in order. I'd hand pick maybe two or three episodes and go, hey, you should watch these three and then see how you feel.、Mm-hmm. I don't know.、And、I still feel like episode one is the strongest episode so far. <laughs> Kind of was. And it's just all downhill after that. <laughs> <laughs> so, in particular, in this episode, I remember when I stopped watching, it was around the time that he gave Ed the, like,、um, the goggles to see、um, what is it, the heat signatures?、Mm. <laughs> I don't know why I waited that long, but. I literally remember, and I was just like, I'm so confused. What is going on here? And I was like, Where's the name of the show come from? Like, there's nobody named Cowboy. There's nobody named Bebop. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, this episode,、um, although it's not really necessary,、um, you should still watch it if you're going to listen to us talk because we do give spoilers. So, let's. Take a minute and let our DJ play a spoiler break so you can catch up、uh, on this episode. All right, we're back.、Um, yeah, if you just watched it, you realize like, what just happened.、Um, this takes place on the Bebop, on the.、Uh, 
on the ship and everybody is hungry and tired and gambling. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand why Spike had a flamethrower for some food. I mean, I, that to me was like the most Spike thing. Like, Spike's not going to cook on a grill. Like, no, that's not how he rolls. He's going to use a flamethrower because... <laughs> and that's why I was nasty. <laughs> yeah, it just tastes like acetylene, like lighter fluid. <laughs> and they did talk about them like being bored when there's like no bounty or anything. So I, I thought that was interesting. But like they choose to spend their time gambling with each other and junk when bored. That I found weird. And, and when you say gambling, you mean like, getting swindled by Faye, who is a known con artist in in gambling. <laughs> Right. Like, what did you think would happen? It was crazy that Jet, I feel like Jet let Faye beat the pants off him. And I mean that literally, she beat the pants off of him. I just, I don't know. Cause like, there's no way, there's no way that he can be that savvy and that smart and then play. I mean, you can see around the area where they're playing dice. They've also got, I want to say Shogi, Shoji uh, pieces, you know, like Chinese, um, uh, chess pieces so that it's not like they've they've just been playing dice all day they've been playing other games all day so it's like how have you gotten this far into into this and not realized that she's she's swindling you i don't understand what got me is when she said she would rent his clothes back to him and i was just like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that was legit I mean, the hilarious. Is funny, but it's just like I think everybody just needed to laugh. Um, and Jamie, you had a really interesting theory about the origins of this story. So take a second and, and express your theory because the more and more I'm thinking about it, the more I kind of agree with you. So essentially, this episode uh, boils down to the final scene where uh, where Spike literally says in an internal monologue or whatever, he says, you know, the real lesson here is... So that's the story. And what was the real lesson? Don't leave things in the fridge. And I feel like someone on the production team left something in the fridge over the weekend. And, you know, Watanabe came in and opened the fridge to get, I don't know, the milk or something in the morning. And he was just presented with nastiness. So I think he just went, you know what? Let's 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 name and shame this animator or this creative person who's on the team and just make an entire episode around it. I wonder if it was the actual food that uh, Ed calls it at the end and then just eats it. Mm, my pudding. No, I can't eat anymore. Like, I wonder if that's what he left in the fridge. That was so gross. <laughs> I was like in the middle of eating a donut and I was just like, all right. Well, this is a very donut centric <laughs> episode of Devataku. I mean, if Duncan wants to sponsor us, I will freely take some donuts. Nah, Krispy Kreme. Gotta have that hot light on. Ain't no Krispy Kreme over here in Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> Actually, they, the closest the closest Krispy Kreme for us is like 45 minutes away. 
but uh, I actually lived down the street from a, uh, a local donut shop called Peter, uh, Peterson's Donuts that's open 24-7 and is absolutely amazing. And like, there's always a line there. And it's like, it's like a little stand. It's like an outside like shop stand kind of thing. So there's like, like people are just lined up outside and like you can go across the street to the liquor store and they have like a a taco shop in there. So you can like go get tacos and then go across the street and get donuts. And I mean, yeah, this is probably why I've gained a lot of weight since I've moved here, but still it's okay. (laughs) See, whereas um, like over in the UK, Krispy Kreme has become a huge thing over the last few years. Really? Maybe the last 10 years. Yeah. And we've got a Krispy Kreme that's maybe eight minutes drive from my house. And it's one of these, I don't know whether they're all like this, but you walk in and um, and you can see the machinery behind plexiglass yes. making, making the donuts. donuts. Yes. It's yeah. so great. So, <laughs> Especially when the hot sign is on. You know, I have watched cars get into wrecks because they've tried to make illegal U-turns when the hot light turned on. It's worth And we've it. immediately made illegal U-turns right behind them and then pulled into, <laughs> <laughs> pulled into the restaurant. <laughs> So. But like that's my only experience of American donuts. So, oh man! Yeah. Uh, so you will have to educate me. <laughs> I have to like figure out if I can send you some Shipley's. They're a little bit better. Problem is, donuts have a low shelf life. Like, I mean, once they're made, you got like twenty four hours to eat that donut. But yeah. Anyway, back to the. Anyway, yeah. Now I think I know what I'm having for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, so like in this entire episode, like they're on the hunt to figure out what this disease is. And and even when like Spike is trying to analyze it, like a sample from it, he's just like... (laughs) That was so funny. Jet was so scared. (laughs) Cholera? (laughs) Ebola? I'm checking the file for some similar toxins. Cryptospolysium. No, that's not it. Cholera. <sighs> nope, it's not that. <sighs> Ebola virus. <sighs> nope. <sighs> Bifidobacterium. Not even close. Oh, but they said Ebola virus. I was just like, oh man, too soon, too soon. <laughs> it's like they knew. They, they knew what was going to be happening in, in the United States in the, the mid-2010s. <laughs> but it's weird to like... This quote unquote food thing was attacking them to the point like Chet fell out in the middle of trying to drink a home remedy. I actually think it was just the home remedy because it sounded really nasty, but. What is that awful smell? Herbal medicine. Herbal medicine? That swill? Smells like day old roadkill soaked in sour milk and maggot juice. More like rotten soybeans and turpentine. Oh, yeah. That's enough. I gotta drink this stuff. I seriously question Spike's medical credentials. Right. <laughs> that little purple thing on his neck was like really weird. I mean, Spike is bad at being a bounty hunter. Do we really trust him to be like a doctor too? Like a home remedy specialist? I mean, he's already died once. Why not? <laughs> well, <laughs> you can't fault that logic. <laughs> and I love how... How Jet's just like, so wait, how do you make this? And it's supposed to work? <laughs> you don't have He's like, no, nah, I want the one with the scorpion, not the lizard. I want the scorpion one. 
So with that, you have everyone but Ed go down to this thing that's basically playing like alien on their ship. I was just like running through the pipes. I was like, man, did this come around? This, did this come out around the same time that alien did? Cause I feel like it, it had that very like Ridley, uh, you know, feel to it or Ripley feel to it. I don't, I don't think it did. So like the first alien was 78, I want to say. And then aliens was oh, 86. There's one that was made before like nineties. Yeah, and then there was Alien 3, which I think was 95, 96. So maybe it was that one that they were riffing on. But I, f- I feel like when I watched it back, I was watching all of the, the horror science fiction movie references. Like there's even a bit where Spike is floating through the ship and you hear the Star Trek <whistles> noise in the background. And I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. So I'm sat there counting them. And obviously him wearing the goggles, seeing the heat signatures is a reference to Predator. And I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, okay. Yeah, this is just science fiction horror movies, the montage. And then, like, okay, so we need to have an intervention for Spike because his smoking is going to be the death of him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was mad he couldn't find a lighter, used the flamethrower, and I swear he only went back in there because he dropped the lighter. And I was just like, are you serious? Came out with a gun, and I was like, okay. Well, I think his cigarettes fall out, like, when he drops yeah, all that stuff, do. like, his cigarettes fall out. So he's like, oh, where's my cigarettes? And he's like, oh, crap, it's in, it's in there. And it's like, don't smoke those. <laughs> like, like, first you eat cigarettes. <laughs> like, no. Like, <laughs> I think it's funny how scared he was because he it's like he wasn't trying to seem scared. But then when faced with it, <laughs> he was just like shooting all the bullets, like trying to run when he found um Ayn. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. <laughs> I was just like, oh, Spike is like seriously scared. And he's, he was just trying to sound like he wasn't scared. Like, oh, I just need to analyze it. Okay. So the thing that I that did get me about this, like if there was any one thing about this episode, it is that Spike definitely is now attached to Ayn. Like I'm not saying that I would just leave my dogs if like one of them got bit by something that is like making people pass out, but at the same time like he clearly was like I'm going to go out of my way to go make sure that my dog's okay. I mean, he's family at this point, right? But the thing was, like, Spike said it in, like, the second or third episode, like, I hate dogs. Like, I... Yeah, he says at the end of uh, Ed's episode, there's three things I hate in this world, women, children, and animals. Why do you have all three of them on my ship? (laughs) (laughs) I just, I want to know how a lobster, or what, I think it was a lobster, that you keep in the refrigerator for a year turns into like this weird alien attacking animal thing very carefully because it was clearly fungus like when the refrigerator opened i was just like oh that looks like you know and like people grow fungus for their science experiments like i see it (laughs) but i was like how does it start moving though or when it goes outside and it just becomes space dust we're just gonna have this pink floyd-esque you know 
ending where music's playing all nice and peacefully and you got spores just floating through space. Right. Which was probably like the most irresponsible thing that he could have done. <laughs> I'm going to share this with the world. That's it. The next ship that's flying through that whole area. Oh, look, there's a random space object. It might be a, th- let's bring it in and see what it is. No, death. <laughs> it's not going to, it's not going to work, is it? In this episode, there were I mean, four lessons that were given. Oh, go ahead, Gear. I was just going to say, Spike almost got smashed by the entire like refrigerator. <laughs> so. So yeah, in this episode, there were four lessons that uh, we've kind of already alluded to, and I figured it would be fun, since this episode was basically useless, to uh, go through these these lessons and give our thoughts on them. So lesson one comes from Jet, and it says, humans were meant to work and sweat to earn a living. Those that try to get rich quick or live at the expense of others all get divine retribution somewhere along the line. That's the lesson. Unfortunately, I mean, but where's the lie? <laughs> but he's like, unfortunately, we quickly forget the lessons we've learned, and then we have to learn them all over again. So I, I think that's like two lessons kind of wrapped into one. Humans are meant to work for a living, and those that try to get rich quick or use others will wind up paying for it in the long run. I mean, I guess I, I don't. I don't agree with the sweat to earn a living because, I mean, we're all developers. And while we might sweat mentally, like, (laughs) you know, we don't have AC at home and it's like hot. Like it's hot everywhere in the world. The world is on fire, quite literally. We had two wildfires like within three miles of our house in like last weekend. And it was like super hot here. But when I go to work, there's air conditioning, there is freedom. And (laughs) it is so amazing (laughs) because I don't have to sweat. So I I don't agree with the whole, yeah, I don't agree with the whole sweating to earn a living, but I do think that anything that you work for, you will tend to want to hold on to a little bit better than if it was just given to you. Mm, Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I just took it as Jet likes to work for what he has, and he feels like everyone should be that way, which is quite um, unrealistic, but, you know. But then, isn't the work that they do, like, it's not the get-rich-quick bit, but it's relying on the work of others to sort of, you know, somebody goes out and you have to, if you're a bounty hunter, you need someone to go steal something. Pretty much. So you're relying on that person to, to 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 do the crime, so you can go and catch them and then bring them in. So you're relying on the work of others and and sort of almost like it. It's not really a get rich quick, but I just felt it was a bit um, hypocritical of Jet to think that that you know we're better than well we're better than everyone else because we work for a living. Yet you're still you're still sort of relying on other people to to commit these crimes and do that kind of thing. And then Faye, like. She she doesn't get her divine retribution till about halfway through the episode. You know, she's she swindled Jet out of all of his money and all of his clothes and his pants. And she doesn't get get attacked until way into the second the second act. Cuz she's so young. Shouldn't happen to her. No, please. Why did it have to be this way? 
I still have a lot to live for. I... I haven't committed any crimes. Well, at least no really bad ones. <laughs> I'm still young and full of life. Full of what? Oh, life is so unfair for me! <laughs> I love that. That's an overly dramatic Bill Shatner style. Oh, goodness. That was so good. Oh, man. All right. So, yeah, that was lesson one. Oh, then the, the second lesson in there was, unfortunately, we quickly forget the lessons we've learned and we have to learn them all over again. Yeah, that, that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we often forget the things that we've learned and we find ourselves in the exact same situations. It's called being 20. Exactly. You, you get you get over that in your 30s unless you're Jet, and then you... Well, then, well, then what's my excuse? Well, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're British. Reincarnated. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair Brexit, enough. that's all I have to say. Well, yeah, okay, fair enough, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your whole country hasn't learned that lesson. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, I'm going to get hate mail. <laughs> that was, it was such a divisive thing. And I'm like, no, it shouldn't be. You stay in. But that's my, uh, that, anyway. Remain, no, um, I'll, I'll, I shall not make this the Brexit podcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So lesson two comes from Faye. Survival of the fittest is the laws of nature. We deceive or we are deceived. Thus we flourish or we perish. Nothing good ever happened to me when I trusted others. That is the lesson. I mean... I rock with it. (laughs) I'm not even going to try to lie to y'all. Like I'm, I'm here for it. I understand, sis. People are disappointing. Sometimes you just got to do it yourself. I feel like it's... Yes, survival of the fittest, definitely. But at the same time, it's like don't don't swindle in fear of being swindled. Like I, I feel like I am pretty trustworthy of people, but at the same time, it's like once I realize they can't be trusted, I'm not gonna just I'm not gonna try to like pull the wool over their eyes as well. I'm just gonna be like, all right, I can't trust you, get away from me. I mean, okay, it's going to sound so bad, but (laughs) the whole like swindling thing. So if you go back, like college is a hustle, right? So if you go into college, like I did, a person that like wasn't with the cheating because it takes too much effort. And then you get to the point where like, oh, you got a 4.0 and you cheat on everything. Nah, nah, nah. That's not how this works. So I was like, I understand. I've been there. I felt it. You know, on occasion, it's called for you. Like, you got to swindle the swindlers. Like, eat or be eaten at the end of the day. I mean, it is what it is. Well, and I do think that their job comes with deceiving others. Like, you have to get close enough to someone that you can, you know, capture them. And sometimes using, you know, deceit is an easy way to do that. However, it's like nothing good ever happened to me when I trusted others. Are you not trusting Jet and Spike? Like, <laughs> maybe she doesn't to a certain extent. Like, I mean, you, there has to be some level of trust in anything, right, for it to work. But as far as giving your full trust to people, 
that's a little hard to do after, you know, a couple of years of life. Like you have to get back to that point. So maybe she's at the point where like, hmm, maybe I can trust these two like more than just paying me when I need them to (laughs) in food and shelter. I don't know, because, you know, she sticks around and, you know, when when Jack gets hurt, she seems genuinely worried about him. Well, when Spike got hurt, she was genuinely worried about him. She's over there singing in her tone deafness. Oh, that's true. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this overall thing, Jamie? This overall lesson? I don't like the idea that she's trying to, I mean, I get, mm, okay. So it makes sense that she's saying you have to deceive to survive because like she, she was a card shark when we met her and we know that she is, she's good at that kind of deceiving people to get what she wants. So it kind of makes sense to me. And yes, she's good at it. And that's how she's able to provide for herself. But I don't, and I agree with survival of the fittest, sort of that kind of idea. But I don't know. I just, it fits for her character, but it just, I I don't agree with the lesson. That's what I'll say. It's not nice. (laughs) Don't lie to people. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that. I guess I would say it's circumstance. We'll we'll put it like that. Like I, I can definitely see and, currently living through where that might be a case versus like my normal everyday life like first of all swindling people is just too much work i'm just too lazy yeah (laughs) just so honest too lazy but yeah you're right so lesson three this is a horrible lesson no (laughs) let's just skip this (laughs) lesson lesson if you see a stranger follow him all right. See, this is why America is as jacked up as it is right now. Like, we've got a <laughs> lot of people that are just like, I don't trust that person. I'm going to follow them. I'm going to make sure that they're, you know, I'm reporting on everything that happens. Like, this is like some Trayvon Martin, like, was it pe- a permit patty, like, level BS that just does not need to happen. I don't know if you guys read the No Sleep Reddit. But there was this wonderful story two years ago about Xander and his best friend, David King. And so I watched this after I read like series two, but it just reminded me every time in that story, they ended up following somebody, somebody else got hurt <laughs> or somebody got arrested. And I was just like, this is such bad advice. Like mind your business, like adapt the New Yorker way. If it doesn't involve you, keep minding your business. Works for New Yorkers. They haven't failed yet. It's like every horror movie ever. Like, oh, hey, there's this weird noise coming from the attic. Let me go up and see what it is. And it's like, no, no, you leave. One person's already dead. Just just get out. Here's the keys. There's the car. Let's go. Together. Not apart. Together. Never split up. I know. I'll go over here and be really goofy. (laughs) No, that's no. That was the sound of me stabbing someone, by the way. Wow. That's the sound I make when I pretend to stab <laughs> those, someone. Those British knives are, like, really weird. <laughs> it, it's because we don't want to hurt people, you see, so we stab people with whoopee cushions. Aren't you guys All nice? And right. I'm going to need you to, to get a little bit of life experience and then come back with a new lesson. So, But, I mean, 
on the same token as phase lesson, this is kind of how Ed works, right? Yeah. She just follows things until she figures it out or explore, explore, Yeah, <laughs> you know? So it also fits her personality. And and I will say that I think there is, there is a thing of making friends with strangers. Like if you think back 15 years ago, we would have never met each other, but we have this, now we like have a podcast because we knew each other from Twitter and Instagram, like all these other areas. And we were able to kind of become, you know, associates, friends. I don't, I don't know what everyone's comfort level is. So <laughs> like comfortable enough to do a podcast with each other. We're able to do that because we engaged with complete strangers. So, I mean, in a way, yeah, she's she's a little right. Don't go following people because that's a little questionable. But maybe maybe she meant follow them on Twitter. <laughs> that's it. That's it. You see she a stranger. Was, uh, pretty pre, precognizant. <laughs> yeah. Smash that, like that like button. button. That's the point. Yeah, hit, hit that, that subscribe like button. button. Yeah. <laughs> but then I suppose, how do you go from this person is a stranger to this person is a friend? You have to figure out who they are. You got to yeah. talk to them somehow, right? True. Dang, true. Edward just just wise, wise in her years. I don't know. It just <laughs> weird though. <laughs> I mean, we just saw her biting on a random person. Like you don't know where he's been. His skin is probably gross. Probably hasn't showered. Like grain of salt. And of grain course, of you know, if you if you see something strange, just eat it and go back to sleep. Uh, <laughs> so the last lesson is. Don't leave things in the fridge. As we mentioned before, we think that this is why they made this entire episode. And, you know, I got to say, I kind of agree. There's just so much, I I think in general, just like, yo, don't, don't be nasty. Like, don't be messy. Like, I'm not saying you got to be a neat freak, but at the same time, if you aren't doing the basics of, hygiene and maintenance on things like you're going to get sick just expect it we had an office move recently where i work and um i'm glad it wasn't my job to clear out the fridge um because there were some nasty things in there (laughs) and i'm not just talking like a lunch that was left in a tupperware box in the corner i mean like it had to be cleaned and, and emptied and liquids had to be Ugh. pulled out of it. You know, it was not fun. Nasty, nasty. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, don't be that person. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me like when I worked in a warehouse, they tell you, um, I worked the weekend shift. So like a Thursday through Saturday, but the refrigerator had to be cleaned by Friday. <laughs> Yo, I don't know who gets paid enough to do that, to be quite honest. <laughs> Cause like, even, yeah, didn't Jet ask where the refrigerator came from? Yeah, he did, which makes me think it was never plugged in to begin with. Right. You know, because it's in that storage room and nothing else is plugged in in that storage room. So what genius goes, I know, I've got this food that's probably dead when I got it. So I'll put it in this box in a warm area of the ship towards the back of the ship and just leave it there and then no one will eat it. 
because then I can come back and eat it later. No, no, just, just no, just eat it. Eat it now. I feel like Spike didn't know how to cook. I mean, yeah, what was he going to do? Hit it with a flamethrower? Like, <laughs> at the time that he got it, right, he said he got it a year ago, so I'm, I'm going to assume his cooking skills were, like, really poor. And then somehow Jet has taught him, like, how to cook a little bit. And so here with we are. <laughs> yeah, you apply heat. Small details. <laughs> and did you notice what he was making? Uh, the beef <laughs> and bell peppers. <laughs> Oh, the kebab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, because I was like, "Wow, he could have just made this in a pot instead." He just and it was it actual beef. <laughs> I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why they haven't got any beef for the beef and bell pepper stuff because he keeps burning it. <laughs> yeah, he keeps it, it, it evis- eviscerating. No, that's not the right word. Um, he keeps just completely destroying. Well, he, no, he the just fire. puts it in the fridge in the storage. Well, yeah, that's true. Also, I've got to ask, why is he allowed to use a flamethrower inside the ship? <laughs> that seems like a terrible idea. Common sense ain't no. common. Well, yeah, okay, fair <laughs> We just got to leave it at that. So, yeah, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Like, again, it was so useless. I mean, there definitely is the funny scene where he finally gets the uh, the alien virus thing like up against the wall and hits it like three or four times with a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like wriggle, wriggle, stops moving. That'll do it. <laughs> but other than that, I think this was. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm just ready to get back to real episodes of things that are real and not just goofy but i mean yeah any any closing thoughts on this well i'll say this right i'll I'll say this okay so we've kind of alluded to how um the alien creature is dealt with it is gross but it is absolutely hilarious but i think the best bit of this episode isn't even during the episode so after the credits you get the promo for the next episode and during the promo for the next episode, it's an overly dramatic delivery by uh, Ed along the lines of... And so they all passed away, every one. It was a short series, but thanks for your support. That was the last episode. May they all rest in peace. Amen. And for the next series, we bring you cowgirl Ed. Ed is the main character. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. What kind of selfish thing is that? Next episode, Jupiter Jazz Part 1. There really is a next episode. And I'm sorry, but I would watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like alternate universe. <laughs> yeah, right. I would watch that show. I would watch 26 episodes of Ed just being Ed. It would be hilarious. I wouldn't be able to watch it back to back, but I would watch all of, all of those episodes. Yeah, it's just like random. I think that's what now makes it more interesting. Like everyone else is pretty like set in their ways. And then Ed comes in with like this limited knowledge of the rest of the world, but just challenges any and everything. I mean, come on. I think she even called the thing pudding or something. She ate it. It was like bean pudding or something like, like yeah, that. Yeah, because pudding just floats by you. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would I would watch Cowgirl Head. 
That's like that's like watching um oh, what is it the lovely adventures of like Haruhi Suzumiya or something like that where it's like this this TV this anime means absolutely nothing. It has no purpose. It is just absolute chaos for you know thirty minutes, and sometimes that's just what I need. I feel like that's what Cowgirl Ed would be. Yeah, that would be amazing. We need to get them to make that. We need to get on to Watanabe. Get, get him going. on the phone. <laughs> Yo, Watanabe. All right, so <laughs> that's it. Get a Kickstarter. That's how these things happen. So yeah, if you want, <laughs> if you want to see Cowgirl Ed actually happen, or if you at least want to see us continue to to do podcasts free with no ads, then uh, head over to patreoncom slash devataku. and there you can you can donate about a dollar a month or or more if you want. And uh, we can't promise anything on the Cowgirl Ed thing, but we can promise that we'll at least stay on the air. And once we have all of our operating costs covered, we will then even be looking into getting a Facebook group or it doesn't even have to be a Facebook group. It can be a Discord group. I mean, it could be any of those things. We'll figure that out when the time comes. But, you know, we're going to have a group in an area for people who are in the tech space who like watching anime can get together. We can do watch parties. We can... uh, do you know a bunch of things and and by the way i'm not sure when this episode will be released i'm expecting it to be after this but if you are in the area be sure to like or actually if you just have like a major movie theater near you go to the funimation website and check out they are they're doing like screenings of the cowboy bebop movie and i think i'm definitely going uh, there's like a couple of theaters playing here um, and I think Kira said that there's one near her as well. Um, and Jamie said he he at least has the movie, so he'll just get like three inches from the screen and and watch it at home. But <laughs> yeah, that'll be the same experience, right? <laughs> yeah, like we'd love for you to check that out and then tell us what you thought about it. I think that would be really cool. And maybe we'll clip this out and you know make it a little bonus episode teaser announcement thing. But definitely go do that. But that's it. If you want to learn, if you want to tell us what your thoughts were on this episode, head over to devatalkyou.com, click the episode link, and then leave a comment down at the bottom of the page. We would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. But that's going to do it for us. I'm Jay. Kiara. And I'm Jamie. And again, no hot shots, but we will see you later, Space Cowboy. Taking off the air. <laughs> yeah, it got canceled. It, it just straight up canceled. Tu me sais, tu l'amour, tu l'amour, c'est moi.